microphone checker. So we here. We here. Shout out to the Dodgers. They had a game seven. Shout out to Atlanta for doing what they do best. <laughs> you know what? I can't really clown Atlanta because I, I, I don't have an issue with the Atlanta Braves, Falcons, uh, Atlanta Hawks, you know. Just don't. You know, they've just always been, you know, and Atlanta Braves, they got a, they got a solid history as far as baseball. You know what I mean? They had a few players back in the day that I used to roll with. Um, but me not even being like a huge, like outrageous, fantastic fan of baseball, I can still appreciate certain teams, certain players, et cetera, outside of my Dodgers, that is. Because I really don't watch my Dodgers until the postseason. Back again. Here we are. Um, the, the Dodgers got a lot of lip, though. They got a lot of lip because we went down 2-0. Then it was 3-1. Um, but they, they fought back, man. So shout out, shout out to Cody. Young Bellinger. Hey, Cody, let me tell you something. Cody, Cody Bellinger always looked like he off the finest. Don't he? Like, his his post-game interviews is like, is like he's never not off a of gummy. For real, though. You just got to look at him. You got to pay attention to him. Seager, Seager is my guy. That's like the silent assassin right there. Uh, then, of course, you know, Mookie. Mookie Betts out there, you know. So we looking, we looking good as of right now. We play Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Um, the Tampa Rays, uh, temp- what, why am I getting, why am I, oh yeah, I am thinking about Tampa Bay, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks though, that's what it is, I keep thinking about the Tampa Bay Bucks because my Raiders, <laughs> my Raiders play, um, we play Brady on Sunday night, I think we, I think it's the Sunday night game, ain't it? I think it might be the Sunday night game, yep, and it's in Vegas too. But um no, let me let me not that's that's later on. That's later on. My Raiders are doing good right now at three and two. Play some top quality um above five hundred teams. Um but I wanna say uh no, shout out to shout out to the Dodgers now. Again, I'm not as excited because yo, we just finished coming off a Lakers championship. And the Dodgers within the past couple of years have been more has been overachieving compared to my Lakers, you know what I mean? And even though we just won the championship, uh, the Dodgers have been to the World Series, you know what I'm saying? And and, and we've been to the, uh, to, to you know, to the, like, we, we, we've gone deep in the playoffs before, and we've gotten to the World Series before, and it just hasn't worked out, you know what I mean? And and shout out to Kershaw, but, you know, you, you know he, he played a huge part of that. In those in those in those games when we played Boston and we played the Astros, you know what I mean. So now it's like, now it's like, uh, you know, like once Kobe, you know, Kobe once said in the finals, like, you know, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We haven't even played the game. I think the first game was on Tuesday, uh, but no, we're not done yet. You know what I'm saying? So they got to bring it home. I think the last time the Lakers and the Dodgers won the same year could have been was it 80, 88? I want to say. Uh, so we'll see, man. We'll see. But as of right now, salute to them. Uh, hats off. <clears throat> that was a historical comeback. And, um, and we here for it. We here for it. I didn't get to watch the boxing match. So I don't even want to, I don't even want to, uh, dive deep into that. Even though I heard it was a good, I heard it was a good matchup, but I, I didn't even get to it. Uh, but, the, you know, there, there has been rumblings, uh, you know, cause now we're officially into the postseason of, well, the off season, I say, not the postseason, but the off season of uh, basketball, and um, 
I'm still not clear on when the season's going to officially come back. I don't think anybody really knows because uh, I got to get these players some rest, you know. Uh, and, you know, shout out to all the teams that was in the bubble. And then we got to figure out when they do come back, you know, when the season does return, will they be returning inside the bubble? That's been a major question. I prefer, I, I think because of how everything is opening up, and I know we're expecting a third wave of this COVID because of the season that's coming around and it's flu season, et cetera. Everybody out there, go get your flu shots, by the way. I'm not, and I'm not advocating for it, but just in case, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I got my flu shot, me and the family. But, um, you know, with, with, with the third, the third round coming or the second, the second wave, this is the second or the third wave, I want to say. Um, even still, it's like, you know, things are opening up, you know, me and my wife just went out the other night and like people are out, you know, as far as sporting events, the only, you know, college football and, uh, the NFL in certain stadiums, they have shown that I guess it's kind of working uh, in a way. Uh, it it, it seems like more players are coming in contact with the virus than the, act, the actual fans. I know the Raiders haven't had any fans inside of their stadium. They said they wouldn't have any inside their stadium all year. And that might change depending on a lot of people think November is the magic month uh, because of the election. And they figure that, you know, we will get some some positive news after, you know, everything is said and done. But a lot of players in the NFL has come across, you know, there's been a few games that has been postponed and pushed back, you know, and I think it started out with Cam. Um, I'm not sure if a couple of Raider players that got it or not because I know we played against the Raiders, so, but it could have been afterwards. We don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the Titans, the Jets, like it was just, it's, it's a plethora of teams that have come across it, you know, a few players here and there and, you know, they had to push games back and reschedule them. And we had a Tuesday game and, you know, double up on a Monday night at one point. And so, but it seems like it's more majority of the players, uh, but not the fans. And of course you don't want to, you know, that could be a possible lawsuit, if anything, unless, it, unless there's a, a, a written consent that, you know, yo, if, I come across, you know, COVID while I'm at the game, then, you know, this team, this franchise, this stadium is not liable, you know. But at the same time, um, what I'm trying to say is they, they've been in these stadiums. I've seen in some college games, not all, because there's been some completely empty college uh, games where they just had the cardboards up and the, the fake fan noise. But there have been some college games and there have been some NFL games where, you know, They've had fans there. And I think as we progress, as we continue to get through this year, um, I think the NBA will try to get back to it. One, because um, even though they played it right, and you got again, you got to salute and you got to take your hat off to the NBA, even though they've gotten it right with the bubble, at the same time, they still are missing out on a lot of bread, a lot of money. You know, them ticket sales, the food, the parking, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you know. Season, seasonal, uh, season ticket holders, and 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 all of that, and it's like you know, not have, not being able to have, um, though that 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 crowd, that energy, even just the moments, um, during the playoffs and the finals, you know, it it pretty much would have been lit, you know, going back and forth between the Staples Center and you know, uh, Miami, 
And I'm going to get to that in a second because we got to talk about, uh, you know, a little bit of hatred going around. <laughs> uh, you know what? Might as well. Let's get to that now. So um, there was a lot of, you know, of course, when it comes to the Lakers, there's going to be a lot of criticism, a lot of hate. Right. And I'm used to that. I'm actually I'm actually not the the criticism is like it, it's not even it's just something that that's a part of being a Laker fan at this point. Right. But this is what I don't get. Like, if we have to be more consistent with where our stance on where we're going to be at. There were people, including myself, that was saying, you know, the league can go on. At the time, we dealt with a lot of um, <sighs> social justice um, agendas at the time, Right. And that was when we were going to decide if the NBA was going to come back. It, will the NBA bubble work? Then you fast forward. We find out that it does work. But there was another incident. And then it was like, you know, shut it down for a minute, which they did for like a couple of days. Uh, so it showed that. But at the same time, I still think it's possible that you can go and play for the sport that you love and still have your foot in street politics, you know what I mean? And, 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 and the, the social topics of the world, uh, especially when it comes to uh, black men and women, or social ju uh, justice. So the equality that we speak of. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that talk spilled into a lot of Laker uh, talk as far as people were, people were comfortable and, were, and, and was happy. They was happy because they even said that they wanted some of these games to go to seven games because they wanted that they wanted they needed that basketball right, uh, especially in the Miami and Lakers series. Like they 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 had an idea. Well, they kind of felt like the Lakers could win. I think it was very few who I mean besides the Miami Heat fans and probably Boston fans. Uh, they really wanted Miami to win, right? And some of them actually felt like Miami had a chance. Um, I wasn't one of them. And not just because I'm a Laker fan, but because of the matchup in general. You know, there's, and, and the Miami series reminded me of the Portland series where Portland was hot. You know what I'm saying? And they had their star player and they had their, raw, you know, their, their, their superstar player and their star player, I should say. And they had a supporting cast. Um, Miami is the same way. Um... And I looked at it the same way, like, you know, especially Miami coming in in the bubble hot, spanking hot. You know what I'm saying? And they and they and they basically it wasn't a no surprise to us that they were going to be able to handle themselves in the East. It was more of a surprise that Boston wet the bed. Right. But overall, I don't think it was a surprise that Miami could make the finals. I think because of how they handled the East. We assumed that they would give Lakers some issues. Of course, in Game 5, with Anthony Davis being injured, they really felt like this is it. But fans, NBA fans, and, you know, fans of other teams felt like, yo, I know the Lakers are good enough to beat Miami and should have been uh, good enough to sweep Miami, but I want this to go six or seven games because we just want to view it. You know what I mean? And I get that. Um... I myself could have, I could have seen that going in four. You know what I mean? Because once you become a champion, you can sit on that for a while. You, you're good with that. And plus, you know, college basketball is rolling around. 
Uh, we got college football. Like we have a lot of major sports that's already in process, in progress, or it's coming back. You know, because even Pac-12 football is coming back. Um, so that's going to be more to look at. But the thing is, I I watched the energy. I watched it and I felt it through the tweets. Um, hearing it on other podcasts and even just being in the streets, I'm hearing like, yo, basketball is back. It's good. The bubble actually worked. It was the bubble actually, actually worked so good that I tweeted to 2k like, yo, you might need this arena as a like hidden or unlocked or a locked option. You know what I mean? Like that, it was that dope. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they did the best that they could do. The only thing that they missed, and it was the only thing which was one of the most important things which I wanted to get to was the fans. And, you know, the bubble showed a lot. I think this was one of the hardest, hardest championships to win for many reasons. But one of the reasons was you seen how players reacted without the pressure of the crowd and the momentum of the crowd. That was very key. You know what I'm saying? So that was one of the reasons why I said, Yo, this is going to be one of the hardest championships to win. At the same time, I think a lot of people knew that. Because to me, honestly, and that's no disrespect to Miami, and that's definitely no disrespect to Jimmy Butler um, and Tyler, but playing the Lakers inside that Staples Center in the finals, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they make it to six games. I'm being I'm giving them one just to be considerate. But I really think that could have been a sweep. And I feel like, you know, the Danny Greens, the Kuzmas, I feel like they could have played they would have played much better. They probably wouldn't have been perfect, you know what I mean? Like KCP, the last couple of games, his role playing was up to perfection. Rondo, perfection. Caruso above average like he played a you know and, and at one point he did have a per, uh, perfect game for me you know what I mean and being perfect doesn't mean that you didn't miss any free throws knocked all your shots or you was you know above 50 percent shooting or any no not about it wasn't about that it was the intangibles it was the things that you did inside the game during the mo- during those runs during those moto- momentum runs during the clutch moments etc they played it well um and I think you I ain't gonna say I think. I know this Lakers bench. I know these Lakers players, even before they became Lakers, well Kuz was was always a Laker, but you know, didn't watch much of him in college, but I watched him in the combine. But watching him as a Laker, a young Laker without Braun, I see he played off of the crowd. Danny Green playing in San Antonio, playing in Toronto, playing off of the crowd. You know what I mean? So it's like some of these players, and not just that, it was players outside of the Lakers uh that I that I noticed didn't play as well without the crowd, you know what I mean? So a lot of people try to discredit because it wasn't because of the situation. It was simply because it was the Lakers, right? And I get it, you know what I mean? Because I truly believe everybody in the world, and even people that's not Laker fans or Clipper fans, said they were robbed of a Western Conference Finals between those two teams. And for them to have that type of energy, um, you know what I mean? It just shows that this it worked. Uh, people appreciated what was given to us, the entertainment. And um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I got to take my hats off to the Lakers. I got to take my hat off to the Heat. I got to take my hat off to the league in general. But I feel like they're going to bring it back to the arena because they need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really need it. We need it. And then, like I said, they might do something like the NFL is doing where, you know, they'll, they'll have spots of fans here and there. It won't be a sellout. You know what I'm saying? It won't be a sellout crowd, obviously, uh, because we still have rules. But I think, you know, I don't think we'll get a I don't think we'll get a parade. I mean, the the night that we won the championship, I think that was enough. Honestly, I think that and I think the way it was formed and, and the way it went about, you know, only one person got hurt and he said something foul towards Kobe in his name and they beat the dog mess out of him. But besides that, no one was hurt. You know what I mean? And 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 it was I think that was the parade without the players and stuff like that. I know recently, uh, this past weekend, the Lakers was seen in Vegas. They was in Vegas and they I think they went to a lounge or a club or something like that and they went to go party and stuff like that. So they still living it up, you know what I'm saying? Uh everybody came right back home after the championship to live it up. Um I would like to see us have a parade. I would definitely, if I, if that's a work day or something like that, or if it's an off day, I'm definitely driving down to downtown or whatever. I'm not sure if I'll take the kids or not because it's going to be quite, you know, and then don't don't let it be uh, again. Don't let the Dodgers win because now we're talking about two potential parades um, and the city's just going to be on fire. I don't think we're going to set it on fire, but it's definitely going to be, it's going to be something, man. It's going to be something special. But I feel like, you know, even with baseball, um, you know, with all these sports, man, I feel like it's going to, it's slowly making a comeback. You know what I mean? The numbers have been down, I know, out here. Um, and even a couple of other, I talked to some cats and they was talking to some people that was coming to visit them from other states and, and 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 they and they spoke on it. They was like, "Yeah, our numbers is kind of down too. There's not much talk about it and things like that." And honestly, most of the cases that I've been hearing about has been related to sports and 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 the athletes in football. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. I would definitely like to see all these teams back in the arena. And if they're not able to have, we're not able to have a full arena then, you know, spot us. But I, I guarantee you the day, the day or the week, they say, look, full capacity, it's going to be nice, man. It's going to be something like it's, it's – I can watch any game. You know, outside of the Lakers game, I can sit up there and watch a, a, a San Antonio versus Phoenix game, and I can just know that crowd is going to be rocking, you know, like crazy because it's like we're back to, you know, getting back to normal. Um but staying on the Laker topic, in closing, um, there has been a little chit-chat amongst, you know, Laker fans and a little bit in social media. And we're already looking ahead to next season. I was looking ahead to next season during Game 6 because uh, I noticed, I said, look, after that championship, I appreciate everybody that, you know, shed some blood and tears for that, um, for that, for that trophy. But we all know if you've been a part of a championship squad, especially a championship squad that has multiple championships, you notice that the roster is not going to stay that way too long. Like, yeah, sure enough, you can keep a roster for the next three or four years. And those are teams that's well put together. So shout out to the three P teams. But they do change pieces in between. You know what I mean? Um, but we definitely need to clean shop. 
You know what I mean? And what's our most valuable pieces? Well, that is the entire, that's the full, I mean, that's the roster outside of, the full roster outside of AD and um, and Braun, you know? I think Caruso deserves to stay on the roster, me personally. You know what I mean? Um, and he probably can flourish somewhere else. I, I, I'm not sure where else, but he compliments the Lakers as of right now. And he actually compliments those two players that I just said in Bron and AD. He compliments them very well. You know, for all you analytic bums out there, his plus minus is ridiculous when it comes to those players. Um, I will say, you know, I would love to keep Rondo on the roster, especially if he doesn't mind playing that same role coming off the bench. You know, and we and we already know from time to time he might even start. Now the problem, the issue that we will have and that we've had before was that, you know, Rondo is not able to play a full season at his age. I don't blame him. You know, but then again, there's not a lot of youngsters, you know, that's been in the league less than three, you know, five, four, three years um, that can't play a full season. It's not a lot. Like, we're not living in an age where Cass is actually playing 82 games, 81 to 82 games, you know. Uh, they got a thing called, you know, low management and all this stuff that was, you know, that came about, you know, a couple of years ago. But I would love to keep his leadership because he actually turns it on in the playoffs. And I know he, he made a statement saying that he actually don't like the name playoff Rondo, but it's a real thing. Like, he actually... He actually steps it up and plays well. Like he, with between him and KCP, and I would have to give it give the nod to uh, Rondo. He was actually the best third. You know, he was the third best player on that on that Lakers roster at the time, and especially in the finals. So the thing is, though, we can't keep everybody. And 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 the other thing is, I know we don't want to keep everybody. We don't want to keep that same roster because we've seen how much of a struggle it was. Um. Danny Green, as much as I will, because we've seen what he could do, but we've we, we seen what he could do with other franchises. And, you know, he was younger back then. You know, he had a different role back then. Um, he might be valuable to the point where he needs to go. As far as Kuz, yeah, again, I vouch for him because I knew he would be a great shooter for Bron. Uh, he's not afraid to get to the cup. He's one of those players that does play off of the fan base. At the same time, he probably has the highest value on that team as far as the rest of the roster outside of AD and Braun. So he would have to go. KCP, I'm not going to lie to you, we know it's a, it's a hit or miss with him. Like, But when he hits, it's something special. You know, it's dangerous to a point. I would like to keep KCP. You know what I mean? I would like to deal with, I would like to deal with KCP. Now, as far as waiters... Um, and Jr. you know, it's, it depends on how the roster is, is shaping up because it's like there, that's a lot of guards right there. Without even talking about the new potentials or what we're going after, he you're going to struggle with uh, sharing time with Rondo, Caruso, KCP, uh, Danny Green, and then you got Waiters and J.R. Smith, all guards, all guards. You know, you know what I mean, and on and KCP like to me, KCP and Caruso is right now to me is the safe one. You know, Rondo is safe as well, 
But it's like we we understand if Rondo didn't want to come back or we didn't want to bring Rondo back. I can kind of understand because he's getting older. And we know we're not going to have him for at least half of the season. <laughs> it's a possibility. Hopefully we could. I mean, if he could play 75% of the season, I'm 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 good with that. Uh, but the new rumblings have been uh, actually going to go get a point guard, another point guard. And we've heard the Chris Pauls and we heard the Derrick Rose. Now, which one would I prefer? Well, you know, if you set the money aside, because everybody knows I don't want CP3 nowhere near Los Angeles again. I wouldn't even consider him coming back to the Clippers. You know what I mean? Uh, that's still, with the talent that they have, is still a dis- uh, dysfunctional franchise. But he might be the one to to fix that. You know what I'm saying? Playing with, with those two over there. But... Again, I know I said money set aside, uh, but if I I want to say I want to say well, clearly Derrick Rose is a better scorer than CP3. Are we looking for that though? You know, because you know even Derrick Rose has the ability to get other people involved. That's not his game. It's not his game at all. Or, or is Derrick Rose one of those guards that's going to come off the bench? You know what I mean? We have to we have to consider that. At the same time, we don't know. You know, I, I know for a fact that I don't want to burn out Derrick Rose. I wouldn't want to do that at all. But I would definitely love to see him in action in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So CP3, that's an obvious pick. I mean, if you be talking about the future Hall of Famer right there. At the same time, we got a lot of question marks around him. Now, the question marks as far as leadership, I don't have to question that because I don't have to rely on his leadership if he's on the Lakers team. We already got Braun, right? As far as his production, I'm definitely not worried about that at all. I'm not giving up a lot of pieces for a used car, though. That's, one, that's, that's the thing. That's mainly what it is. It is the money, and I'm definitely not giving up valuable if i can go get something if i can go get someone a little bit younger that can help the squad out that's the route i'm going that's the route i'm definitely going you know that if if i can give someone and say here here's the rock go take over in the in the third and the fourth that's what i'm rolling with but i'm rolling with younger legs you know what i mean i mean salute to salute to cp3 he actually did get through the season um you know, without any, you know, without any bumps. You know what I'm saying? He played in the playoffs pretty well and no, you know, no injuries or anything like that. But nah, nah. I mean, I'm a 37-year-old point guard, you know, and he's, and he's right up that, you know, he, we right in the same same category. Now, I know he's a little bit more in shape and his IQ is a little bit higher, but I'm not giving up those pieces for a guard that's going to be that's going to be with us for the next, what, year or two maybe? And I get it. We're going after a back-to-back, and maybe that's what we do is sacrifice the young to get the old to get that second one. And, now, of course, we're going to have to cool down after that because I feel like we do go on another championship run. Um, That's going to be it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Braun window is definitely closing, and um, I'm pretty sure AD is going to be signing one- or two-year uh, contracts after that. So, you know, after 
these these next couple of seasons, I see us on some down slope chill shit. <laughs> Depending on how Genie and Rob Palenka orchestrated, you never know what they're gonna do. And shout out to Magic because we know he's gonna have something too. But um, I would prefer Derrick Rose though. I wouldn't be mad if we end up getting CP3, but I would be mad depending on how much we give up for him. I will say that. Like, you can't deny what he can bring to a team, and he'll be the third fiddle. Like I said, if he plays for a championship team and he's the third option, he going to win. He going to win. I do not need CP3 or Derrick Rose as a second option on the team, especially if we saying, you know, Derrick Rose has to have limited minutes or whatever, and if he and if he's coming off the bench, I think Derrick Rose deserves to 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 start. But would y'all want to burn him out, knowing that he might be a little bit injury prone, or you don't want to take that risk of trading your assets for a pl- for a player that you really want just to help you in the playoffs? You know what I mean? Because I mean, it, it, honestly, in the West, it doesn't really matter where you land. Because it's like it's in a, like the East is the same way, but it's for different reasons. You land in the West, you're going to have to play a hard team regardless. You land in the East, you might want to. I mean, I would say half of the East is pretty solid. You know what I mean? But it really doesn't matter where you land because Miami showed that again. That's no slight to the East. It's just from top to bottom, they're just not as good as the West. Say, But on the flip side, you come in there and out of AFC, you still might have action. It just depends on the matchup. You know what I'm saying? That that Portland team was not supposed to make it to the playoffs, yet and still they was one of the hottest teams in the bubble. You know what I mean? So there was a rough role. You know, I think the, to me the only weakest team in the bubble at that time was Utah. But getting back to it, um, Again, those are two guards that I know can help get us uh, a back-to-back ring. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to CP3. It's just that we're going to have questions. You know what I mean? And and never count a man's pocket. But when it comes to business and rosters, we have to count those pockets. Because if we end up trading, we got to take on that roster. I mean, we got to take on that contract. That contract is trash. That contract has always been trash. Not for him. (laughs) I mean, well, for him, in a way, depending on which uh, roster you want to play for and who will be willing to take on that contract, but it's trash for the fan base because it's like, yo, we got to give up a lot. And he's taking up a lot of the salary. And, bro, I'm not, I'm not taking on that salary as, and you being a second option and there's a possibility that you might not make it to the what, you know, to the conference final because of an injury. I'm, not, I'm cool. I'm cool. Same thing with Derrick Rose, though. It's just that we know Derrick Rose don't have a history of being injured outside of the major injury that he's had. He doesn't have that track record. That's not in his foul. At the same time, he showed that he came back off an injury, gotten a little bit better. Um, And again, if I can fast forward to the playoffs, everything will be fine. But we got to go through those 82 games, you know. So we'll see. Again, I do think we need another point guard. I do think we need another wing player, another 3 and D guy I really like. You know, I'm not really concerned about the bigs, but I like the 3 and D guys, and I like a guard that can penetrate, get his own bucket, create his own shot. At the same time, not be, you know, not short of uh, controlling the offense, controlling the offense, dishing, you know, dishing out the rock and setting up the tempo, kind of like what Rondo does. And it's hard to come – it's hard to find those because Rondo was reliable scoring – more than anything, but he never left his original game, which was control the floor, control the offense, get everybody involved, 
but he attacked when he needed to. Everybody don't have that as a point guard. So, you know, CP3 is one of those guards that can do that. Derrick Rose is more of a scoring guard. You know what I'm saying? Come off, I mean, if you can come off the bench and drop 17 or 18 points, Jesus Christ, that's what we needed from Kuz. You know what I mean? But also, uh, we're going to need some of that at the point guard position because the point guard, I mean, the point guard position is loaded in the West. Um, but we'll see, man. We, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Rob, uh, Rob, Genie, and Magic got up under their sleeve. You know, it's it's the off season, it's the very beginning. It's just rumblings and rumors as of right now. But like I said, who who I would prefer, I would definitely prefer Derrick Rose. Long time ago, <laughs> you know what I mean. Definitely take Rose again. We know Bron and CP CP three. That's his boy. And again, though, I will say this to all you Jordan fans. Shout out to y'all because I know y'all, <laughs> I know y'all critiquing and pointing. Don't let don't let Bron get into a situation where he actually bring his friends over there and, and give and, and give them an opportunity to win the championship. That's a whole nother debate, and that dog that dog fight ain't got nothing to do with me. But I'll holler at y'all. Open run with BTG, BTG for uh, BTG for president. Yo, game seven. That's the new move, right? That's the new vibe. Like I'm on some game seven, and everybody know game seven. You got to come with it. Shout out to my Dodgers for winning that game seven. See y'all next week.